You're now tuning into Disruption Theory. Oh man, God damn. I got Hank Trill on the line. What's up, man? Thank you for taking taking the time out to talk what to up, me. What up? First off, let me, I guess, kind of give you some context, man, as to why I wanted to talk to you. Because this podcast is traditionally me talking about artificial intelligence, genetic engineering, mm-hmm. all types of futurism, philosophy. So people might be wondering, you know, why I'm talking to a rapper, essentially. And, you know, ultimately, the whole show is about disruption. And to me, what you're doing is hella disruptive because you somehow managed to climb to the one percenters of all Spotify artists with what seems just like an iPad in your bedroom. Is that is that correct? Yes, exactly. Just an iPad, basically. For those that are not not familiar, I guess we'll start with uh, King of the Hill, which is a, a show with a cult following from, I guess, the early 2000s or so. And what you've done since the ending is you've taken the main character, who is Hank Hill, the square guy from Arlen, Texas, and you've essentially spun him off into this trapping, drive-by, lean-sipping character. And you essentially spun off your own like cinematic universe. You kind of continued the show into what is like parody, music. How would you describe what you do? Well, first of all, you said I look like I'm in my 20s. I actually just turned 18 in March. Oh, yeah. wow. And then uh, King of the Hill is actually, I actually thought King of the Hill was boring when I was little. And I didn't think it was funny until I moved to Oklahoma. Because like I started seeing like the characters from the show in real life, like my neighbors and all that, like were actual, they were just like the characters in the show. And then that's when I started realizing how funny it actually was. but. The Hank Trill stuff actually started about a year ago. I uh, I was playing this online game called VR Chat, and basically on it, it's just a like a game where you go socialize, and you can like pick different characters and avatars that people upload. And I was just messing around. I turned into some like into a, a Hank Hill character, and I just started like messing around with the voice, and people were like, "Oh, you actually sound like it." And then that's when. I started going around on the game trolling people with the voice. But I have also been doing music since about third grade. So one day it just like kind of snapped in my head to just make some like songs as like rap songs as Hank Hill. And I just did it. So that, that was about over a year ago, though. And before that, were you putting out music? Before that, I had been putting out like stupid songs like in element or in middle school and high school i was doing like uh meme songs i guess that were just funny that i was putting out on my youtube and stuff but i had like i had about 2000 subscribers on youtube and then i just started uploading those hank trill songs but then i also i still upload like other funny songs that i think of and then i've have a few other ideas that I'm about to start coming up with, like uh, I maybe other characters from the King of the Hill show, and then I also have people that are doing other voices that were interested in like making songs. So I might be messing around with that. Do you still watch King of the Hill? Um, well, I start watching it now more so that I could get ideas for the uh, yeah, yeah, to study. Yeah, like I don't, I don't plan on doing this forever, but. If I like every one that I do put out, I want to be as good quality as I can make it just to like kind of respect the show instead of just like putting out shitty songs right. that like, I could easily put out 
songs that just repeat the same chorus over and over again and all that and try to like pop off on TikTok. But I'm trying to actually like respect the show and all that. So if I, like any project I do put out, I try to make it as good as I can. So that's why that's why I've been watching the show more recently. So walk me through, man. When did everything pop off? It seems like you connected or discovered the accent at VR Chat, just kind of messing around with your favorite show. You've been doing music since you mm -hmm. know for a while. It seems at some point you get the idea of doing the the Hank Hill rap voice onto your own production. And how did everything take off? So I was I was making songs and releasing them for about a year. And uh, it literally just took off the the week that I posted it on TikTok. So I uh, I posted what I, I just like did little screen recordings on my YouTube channel and started posting them on TikTok. And then people started like searching on my YouTube channel and then started boosting up my channel. And then the propane money song started blowing up. That's the one that goes like, I'll keep that thing on me. God damn it, Bobby. And so that one started blowing up. Oh, but even before yeah. that, I did pay thirty dollars for ads on TikTok and Instagram. I paid thirty dollars on each one to see which one would do better. And then that's when the Cleveland Brown diss track started blowing up on TikTok. Was when I uh, paid for the ads on that. And then from there, my TikTok just started like naturally growing. So how many videos did you put out on TikTok before the first like major takeoff? It was that day. Before that, wow. I was putting out like, I had a TikTok for maybe like over a year before that. And I had just kind of been posting random videos like every few months and then just like not paying attention to it. But one day I just went on there and posted like nine or 10 videos at once. And then that day it just started popping off. Like, I think I got 50,000, 50, like, Around 50,000 views on each one that day. Yeah. Sheesh. Mm -hmm. Wow, in one day. Yeah. They Her just video. popping off right there. Dude, that's And then they crazy. also started going up on YouTube. Yeah, my story's kind of similar because I also kind of took off on TikTok. I posted, uh, what I did is I posted one video a day for 30 days straight. And my goal was to get like 10,000 followers that first month. I ended up getting like 360k or something like some ridiculous number like that but it seems like that is definitely the platform where uh for new upcoming talent my biggest thing on tiktok wasn't even a song or anything it was just like like even just posting random videos of everything can help you because like the most random things you don't even think of will blow up like there was one video where I just posted me saying, I'm about to go down to Taco Bell and give me a ball blast. And that one took off like, yeah, that one took off heard huge, that. way bigger than any of the songs. Yeah. But like, nobody knew that it was the same, like, nobody knew it was like the same person that was making the songs just because they weren't like connected like that. It was just the sound that blew up. Yeah, I've definitely heard that, man. I've heard that voice. Yeah. Uh, the first time I found your song, man, I was like good two, three days where I was driving around blasting the whole mixtapes. And I was just so enamored because I'm a fan of the show. Like I still, I still watch the show. And what, what really drew me in is like some of the references. I think the line was like, Lady Bird, that's my dog. When he started name dropping characters, yeah, that... I think that's what drew me in. And uh, to me, it's almost like, okay, what's coming up next? What next reference am I going to catch from the yeah, show? Yeah, that's what so... I try to do. I try to put 
like I try to at least put a few references in and then like have it new random like rapper stuff. Because I, I did notice there's people that want it to only be references and all that, but then that would kind of be making it the same character. Like, in my eyes, like I want it to be kind of a new character completely so that it's not, not even Hank Hill anymore. Like, now it's just Hank Trill. So that it's kind of not, like, ruining what Mike Judge has going on. Like, I want it to be kind of separate. And so, like, if people like it, they can go listen. If not, and they don't have to. I also see you're doing some like crossovers mm -hmm. with like Cleveland Brown and you're kind of bringing different universes, um, which is cool. I, I like that direction creatively. I think it's really interesting. Can you do other accents be besides Hank Hill? Yeah, I'm doing whole mixtapes with them. I didn't drop, I was going to drop a Metro Boomhauer tape, but I didn't want to around the time that I was going to because that was when uh, Metro Boomin his mom got murdered, and I didn't want to, like, profit off of that happening. So I was thinking, like, I could learn other voices, but then, like, I also could, like, pull in other people that want to help. Anybody that wants to do a character that reaches out to me, I could probably help them with something if it's good. And have you, like, always had the snack for impersonations and, and voices? Yeah, I mean, kind of. How did it all start? When did you start doing impressions? I never really wanted to do impressions i mostly just wanted to be in music and all that i knew that i could do the impressions, so i was kind of like i know that i can't really make this music come up by itself so i was like huh i just put this voice on it and make it come up that way hank trill is kind of a way to showcase the beats that i'm making in a way i think that's brilliant man if you think of kanye not as a musician but as a ultimately what he wanted to be mm -hmm. let's say that's a shoe designer or a fashion designer he first had to conquer the beats and had to be one of the illest producers. Then he conquered the rap game just so he can build enough clout, reputation, and then redirect that attention towards fashion. So I see a lot of people that I don't think they realize that sometimes what you want to get into might not be the very first thing that's going to put you on the map. Maybe sometimes you have to do the impressions and blow up as Hank Trill, and then you build, you know, you have 200,000 followers mm -hmm. or listeners on Spotify as of today, which is super impressive, bro. Hats off on that. But at some point, you can redirect them to your real music, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever it is that you want to pursue next creatively. It seems like you're currently and actively pursuing this, this, this wave that you're, you're doing of Hank Trill. Is that the case? Or is that something you're trying to slowly sunset, maneuver to something else? Or It's so easy. That propane pays the bills mixtape, I made that in one day. I woke up at 6 a.m. and I just made it in that whole day. The, wait, the mixtape you made in one day? Yes. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. The the mixtape? You mm -hmm. wait a minute. You recorded a whole mixtape in one day. How many views do you think all of that has accumulatively right now? All the songs combined. Well, that mixtape probably has like ten million in total right now. <sighs> the uh, sheesh. The other one, the last one that we dropped, we basically recorded in one day. We were gonna record it one day, but then we. You got sidetracked with other stuff, and then the next day we recorded it all. Uh, so I mean, it could. I mean, technically it was like a day and a half, but still, like it's not hard to keep Hank Shrill going and to keep doing all these other characters. So talk talk to me about your recording process. I was on your Instagram and I saw a lot of screen recordings of what looks like an iPad running GarageBand. Yeah, everything that's out right now was almost all made 
with just an iPad on GarageBand. And uh, I just kind of learned how to use it. Like the drum kits and stuff on GarageBand aren't actually the, like, the instruments that GarageBand gives me. So like I'll download and sample instruments on there and stuff. And so I have to do that to get certain sounds. But the recording and all that, like I'll just use... Before I was just using these uh, Apple earbuds to record, and then I have like a little spot in the uh, closet <laughs> to uh, soundproof and all that. And I've just been trying to get better with audio engineering and stuff. Everybody that's listening right now that's considering doing or pursuing a career in music needs to take notes, man. You're basically telling me you racked up tens of millions of views with nothing but an iPad running GarageBand, which comes with every iPad, and a pair of Apple AirPods? Earbuds, not even AirPods, just the earbuds right here. I mean, you need, I had a... So that's the microphone that you're using? Yeah, that's what I was using. Uh, I bought some new stuff with, because, yeah, I have been making money, so I invested it towards, like, better recording software and all that on my computer and everything. But, like, yeah... If you really want to, you can do anything on GarageBand that you can do on Ableton or FL Studio. Talking about propane pays the bills, how do you pay the bills? Are you monetizing this thing enough to the point where you don't have to work? Or do you have a full-time job? I was working, at, I was a supervisor at UPS, but I was able to quit because uh, just from the, uh, from the streaming service money, Wow. Like YouTube doesn't pay too much, but like Spotify and all that does. And then I have it in a way I own a record label through DistroKid. What is DistroKid? Tell me about that. So it's like a website that you use to uh, upload to Spotify. Right now I'm paying $70 a year to own the record label, but like getting a million streams is about like three to $5,000 per every million. So, like, you, you use DistroKid to upload your music and wow. copyright it, and you get 100% of it back of your royalties. I think an art, a, a solo artist account on there is only, like, $20 a year. Man, it's incredible. I'm just su super impressed that all it took is an iPad, some headphones, and a $70 subscription a year. And you essentially have a record label. You have multiple mixtapes. You're launching different artists. And that, I think, is just a sign of the, the age we live in. If you're trying to be a musician this day and age there's no more excuses it seems mm -hmm. i mean i'm trying to say that i'm the gucci main of the meme rap game you definitely are bro I'm a... <laughs> you got that do you have any any features that you're planning on doing with other artists and collaborating yeah, I got some uh i actually have some like big actual like established artists that were dming me and stuff uh who do we got in the dms well slim jimmy from race Sremer, uh, his brother is Sway Lee. He uh, he shouted me out on Twitter because I guess he had a long car trip, and then he um, he said like shout out to Hank Trill for getting me through this car trip or whatever. And so yeah, I reposted that on my Instagram, and then he followed me after that because I tagged him. And then I said, "You wanna?" I said, "Can we make a song together?" He said, "Hell yeah!" So I'm gonna send him something. That's crazy. And man. then Paul Wall also started uh following me and all that and then i started messaging him he he was he was like oh man you've been killing it with these hank hill songs and all that and then he told me to send him a few to get on maybe and then burner also told me to send him some tracks to be on he has a producer named stingy 
that I've been talking to a lot. Quavo was also listening to one of my songs on his Instagram story. It was one of the ones that wasn't even popular. So like it seemed like he went through and was listening oh, yeah. to them. Then also Xavier Wolf was I'm gonna be making a lot of mixtapes with a lot of other I guess meme rappers is what they call them. Talk to me about that, man. Is that a term that you came up with, or is that something that's been kind of circulating? Meme music, meme rappers. What does that mean to you? Uh, that's something that's been around. Like, uh, I'd say probably not the creator, but a big pioneer was probably like Ugly God. He made like that I Beat My Meat song with the uh, Apple ringtone on the back. Or like Lil Boom made like that uh, diss tracks on Steph Curry. And I would call them like gimmick songs. Really, like there's one that I'm about to release where I sing Arabic in the chorus. And I'd say like they have some sort of gimmick that's supposed to catch on and blow up on uh, TikTok or Instagram type stuff. And have you had any legal problems with impersonating other characters from these shows? So that's why uh, I'm going with King of the Hill, because I think right now Mike Judge owns all the rights to King of the Hill. and. Uh, Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll sue me, but then that's also why I'm trying to, like, be respectful with his character and stuff and not, like, profit off of it too much and then not ruin it too much and all that and not disrespect them too much. But then with, like, the Family Guy characters and stuff, if you look at people on YouTube doing impersonations and all that, they don't get sued. Mm-hmm. And they get, like, tens of millions of views. So, like, we have Cleveland green rapping we don't say that it's cleveland brown we say it's cleveland green and cleveland green jr but also would take like i don't exactly take notes but i'll watch an episode but then like i'll get so sidetracked with it because just from like watching one episode i'll come up with so many different ideas and references to put in the songs that i'll have enough right there just from one little bit of the show and then I'll start like randomly remembering other things that happen in the show to put right there okay. that I've never mentioned. I have a ton of stuff written in my phone notes actually, and um, a ton of like I'll randomly think of lyrics. I'll either write them down in my phone notes or I'll pull out my voice memos if I think of like some random tune that I want to put on a beat or something. And then also. I also have GarageBand on my phone, so some of these songs I made on my phone too. Like I'll pull out, I'll pull out my phone and start making a beat out of nowhere, because I have iCloud, so it'll connect those to it'll connect any song I make on my iPhone to my iPad to my computer and all that. So I heard that uh, Mike Judge is actually bringing back King of the Hill. Have you heard about that? Yes. People tell me I should like try and get on it and all that, which. If Mike Judge wants me on the show, he'll come after me because I'm sure I'm pretty sure there's no way that he hasn't like heard about it yet or had somebody tell him about it or something. But if not, then it's all right. Uh, I could even see him like not liking me. But if he doesn't, then I I respect that. And uh, if he did come up to me, I had an episode idea that I would pitch that I can tell you. What's that? Let's hear it. There's an episode with Snoop Dogg in it, right, where he becomes a pimp. I've seen that one. Yeah, I was thinking there could be an episode where he, like, meets Gucci Mane and accidentally drinks lean or something and turns into Hank Trill. And I was thinking that'd be funny. But <laughs> that could be my way to kind of, like, weasel into a Gucci Mane feature. But if I was an executive on that show, 
I would reach out to you to at least promote the show and I'll probably pay you to make some some songs. I might give you some hints of what's what's to come. Yeah. So you can kind of promote the show and create these little, you know, meme trailers or something just to give people a heads up, get people excited about it, right? Because it's been such a long time. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have forgotten about the show. Um when we used to watch a lot of TV, we had reruns and that were being syndicated, but now I think everybody's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where if you don't exist in these streaming platforms, you're off of people's minds. No one's even thinking of mm -hmm. you. So I think best way to get people excited, if I were Mike Judge, is I'll break you off, mm -hmm. you know, a couple stacks to make these songs and I'll probably sponsor a mixtape or something and have you go crazy. Keep doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I would you know? definitely, uh, like, I'm, I'm really down to work and do anything. Like, I'm making a fucking Leprechaun album. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, another thing that I'm thinking, just hearing you talking about this episode idea, what if you were to introduce your own original character that you, you created yourself 100%, you own all the copyrights, and you kind of snuck him in into the mixtapes and all these songs, and you started doing references, started including him in the art covers, and then eventually kind of spin that off where you do own 100% of the intellectual property. That's actually an idea I had. Like, I say that I'm not going to be doing the Hank Trill stuff forever, because I do eventually want to be in control of, like, my own little franchise right. and uh like i am putting myself in some of these hank trill songs and all that uh i mean i guess my rap name has been sir skeet ever since middle school but that i'm also putting in the titles and stuff that i produced it and everything another thing i wanted to keep doing was like youtube i was thinking about doing like little documentary type things on small meme rappers i guess that people don't know about that's definitely an idea, something I'd, I'd be curious to watch, because I think that concept, uh, when you think of artists, right, I think, I don't know if it's an ego thing, or, but a lot of the times, everybody wants to get themselves in front of the camera, get behind the mic, put their own ideas and songs, but to me, it seems like there's this other category of meme rap, or meme music, almost, that um, I would say maybe it's, it's, it's like parody, but it's still a void that needs to be filled. And I think it's a great opportunity that you've created for yourself and hopefully inspired others to do the same, to maybe explore every venue because sometimes it's, it's difficult to get people to care about you. So it's a clever move to get a popular character or somebody else that already has a reputation that is well known and add a comedic element to it and then showcase your talents, right? Because you're rapping as Hank Hill in that accent but you do have your own beats underneath. So anybody listening to those songs essentially is getting exposed to your production, which I think is great. Oh yeah, I mean like the memes in general, if you look at like even serious rappers, the uh, the biggest stuff that you see about them is like memes. What do you think of uh, Riff Raff? I think Riff Raff's great. Um, <laughs> I've listened to uh, all of his music and musically, Hank Trill, is inspired by him a lot i can see it they're both from texas sibling yep. mm -hmm. smoke and just the lyrics are based around like that whole rip rap style and also i'd say like gucci man and young doll are also huge like musical inspirations to hank trill what kind of music do you listen to outside of being inspired for hank trill what's on your playlist for like the past two years, I've been listening to new music every single day. So like, I listen to mostly like underground rap, but I'll listen to like whatever Spotify tells me to listen to. And then I'll just go pick random artists and listen to whole mixtapes and albums from them. Just because I like hearing new stuff and coming up with new stuff and then like finding new. I'm really interested in like Riff Raff and Young Dolph.
they're they're the who i'm listening to the most i'd say uh one of the things that grabs my eye is the the covers so who does your covers because they've done a great job of just incorporating the the trapper lifestyle and imagery with king of the hill so i was doing the covers and then the covers that are coming up are made by somebody else i know so you were doing your own covers as well what programs were you using i was just doing it on paint 3d and uh what's that there's an app on my phone too i forgot what it's called if you were to give advice to somebody coming up and trying to follow not not necessarily in your footsteps but trying to make a name for themselves in the music scene what advice would you give being consistent so like People will say like, oh, it's like not what you know, it's who you know and all that. But like, you got to be good and consistent to even know people in the first place. So like, some people will like make one song and spend a ton of time on it and then drop it and then spend all their time trying to promote and push that one song to people instead of putting it out and moving on to their next project. Because like, if you come out, if you come up to somebody that you want to show your stuff to and you show them like one song then that won't be i don't think that that you'll have as good a chance with that and then if you have like whole tapes and stuff that they listen to and they're like oh this is all good and all that and so like hank trill wouldn't have worked out if propane money was the only song i had because the reason it worked out so well was because when it blew up i already had a whole catalog out already so if you blow up off of one song You'll only be making money from that one song, and people will want to be looking for your other stuff, but they won't find it. So I think my biggest advice is to just have as much stuff out there as you can, but still have it be good. Like, if it's something that you want to do, then you got to, like, go all the way in and keep doing it. And it seems like the formula is maybe start out with your phone, mm -hmm. record with just the iPhone microphone. As you've shown us, that is more than sufficient. Once you're done, get either TuneCore or DistroKid. You can look it up too. Like DistroKid is super easy. Uh, you can upload any song to everything. Spotify, you can upload it. It'll come up as a TikTok sound. If somebody uses it on YouTube, then it'll copyright strike it. Or it won't strike it, but it'll copyright them. And you'll get money from them if they, not if they just like post a few seconds from the video, but if they like straight up repost the video and steal it, you'll get money from it. I'm guessing TikTok will be the final part of that equation, right? Because of the way that it gets people exposure. I think that's how I discovered you initially, which is crazy because you told me you've seen my videos on TikTok too before yeah. you've been linked up. So it just shows you that the power of... Yeah, I see you on memes and stuff. I don't, <laughs> I don't even like, I just remember seeing you everywhere. Yeah, TikTok was really like the last thing I needed because I had it, I had all the songs out and everything. And if I had blown up on TikTok earlier, then I don't think it would have worked. That's why I've been like dropping projects now instead of singles. Because I've been seeing that like a project has more power than a single. Like if you drop a project and all the songs on it are good, at least one of them is going to pop off on TikTok or something. Most of the like the propane pays the bills one. That one didn't even blow up until like a month after I dropped it. So definitely keep keep putting out fire man and i think it's just super inspiring to people watching that are trying to get into the music industry there's enough of room for everybody there's so many different creative angles i feel like you know mm -hmm. i'm a bit older than you so when i was coming up when i was growing up uh gangster rap was really the thing right anything outside of that was almost like you had 90 percent gangster rap and then you had these maybe yeah. conscious rappers like common 
Yeah, and that was kind of your options, right? And then with the internet, Vine, TikTok, it's like it opened up all these different venues where you have meme, mm -hmm. rap, you have all these different styles and avenues to attract different audiences, which I want to say were not available to us growing up. So definitely curious um, to, to see you doing your thing and see that whole category of mm -hmm. meme rap just take off. Yeah, it's such that's, an interesting what, thing to me. that's another way that I thought about it was like, I can't, I can't go up there as myself and be talking about all this stuff that Hank Trill talked about. So, <laughs> so any of these like hard gangster rap lyrics I think of, I can channel out through Hank Trill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it works. It just works. You get to showcase your lyricism, wordplay, yep. your own beats, mm -hmm. and yeah, you get to shed light on a on a classic show, man. So, um, dude, yeah. thanks for taking the time out, bro. Before you go, can you hit me with one of those? Uh, uh, me with a little drop. You're now tuning into Disruption Theory. Oh man, goddamn! <laughs> Appreciate you, man.